We're listening to the Wesley Seminary Podcast out of Wesley Seminary at Iowa. Your host today is Dr. Aaron Perry, Assistant Professor of Pastoral Care. We are loving life. It's scary and a fun place to be. Those are the words of today's guest, Pastor Ben Last. Reverend Ben Last is pastor of Southgate Church, just south of Ottawa, Ontario. He's a friend of mine. He's a person I've loved learning from and watching God be at work in his life. Today, we're talking about adopting other churches. Southgate Church, where Ben is the senior pastor, has uh, adopted one church and is in the process of adopting another. And how they've gone about it, I think, has been a really unique story. You're going to hear how to go about preparing for adoption. You're going to hear about some of the courage it takes and the risk that's involved, how they have learned to be open and what values they have embodied in their organization. Pastor Ben is a husband, he's a father, he's lead pastor at Southgate Church. He is a terrific Ottawa Senators fan and a friend of mine. I'm glad to introduce him to you today. I think you're going to learn from him and hear some of his wisdom that he has learned uh, going through this experience of pastoral leadership. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsor and then enjoy the podcast. We are Wesley and you belong here. I'm Gloria Zikiwe, and I am Wesley. Hi, my name's Aaron Perry, and I am Wesley. I'm Ryan Wagers, and I am Wesley. My name is Julius White, and I am Wesley. My name is Jen Peterson, and I am Wesley. I'm Angela Spangler, and I am Wesley. I am Colleen Durr, and I belong here. You belong here, too, because we are Wesley. Well, today is a special treat for me because I am having on a fellow that I went to college with and uh, from a bit of a distance, but uh, fairly closely using social media, have been able to learn from and see all the things that God has been doing through his leadership. Uh, Welcome today to Pastor Ben Last. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I was going to make a fellow Toronto Maple Leafs fan uh, crack, but that would just be very misleading. Fellow, do it. Yeah. So yeah, not not fellow at all. No, <laughs> maybe that's a testimony to to the actual uh, work of God that we have a, an Ottawa Senators <laughs> fan and a Maple Leafs fan working together to uh, talk about uh, church. On a I don't know. Do, do people in your neck of the woods do they do? They, I mean, are they following any no. NHL stuff? No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't care. They don't care. They don't. They don't follow it. I I had a. I had a Toronto Maple Leafs flag outside my house for a while, but nobody even knew what it was. They just asked me <laughs> what it was. So, so you're a Canadian flag that's blue. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, welcome, Ben. We're super glad that you're here. Uh, it has been great to, to follow and to see the work that God's been doing through uh, Southgate Church and the work that you've been uh, leading under the direction of the, the Holy Spirit and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to talk to you today specifically about adopting another church. So you all have just announced and made public that you'll be adopting a church in Ottawa. And you've already done this once before. And so you're right in the thick of this. And I wanted to talk to you and ask you about some of the story and, and how you guys have gone about doing this in a, in a wise and systematic and prayerful way. So uh, I'd love to start just by asking you this. Um, would you tell us about your church and how you all became interested in adopting another church? Yeah, our church is called uh, Southgate Church. It's um, just outside of uh, the national capital of Canada, uh, which is Ottawa. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of a reserved area. There's not a lot of mega churches. Um, in, uh, and so it's 
it, it, it kind of is a little bit different than maybe some of the other uh, areas in Canada or in North America and the U.S., um, but it is a, a young church. We have, um, we're going through a building project right now. Uh, we have a uh, campus about 20 minutes away, and, uh, and then, yeah, we just are adopting uh, another church into, uh, into the fold. And, um, and, and I would say, like, how we started becoming interested in this is uh, we just, I, I think, I think we just became more open. Um, you know, I had a conversation a while ago with, uh, with a friend of mine who's also a pastor, and, um, and I just had this conversation about my inadequacies that I know are true versus the calling that God has placed on my life. And, uh, and, and he basically was, was pretty blunt with me and just said, um, are you, are you done leaning into your inadequacies or are you going to actually, actually like press into what God is calling you to do? And, uh, and since that moment, um, I've just been real open to what God wants to do in my life and the life of my family and the life of the church. And, um, and that is kind of, um, I, I think took me on a journey and, a, and our church on a journey of risking everything uh, for what God is leading us to do. And, wow. and so that, that's been an exciting process, right? We, we, we kind of leaned into, instead of a, a mission and vision statement, we leaned into a process uh, and a process was kind of like in a never ending um, mission for us in a sense. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, we, 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 ha- we're risking a whole bunch. We got a lot of balls in the air right now. And, uh, and, um, it's, it's kind of scary. I mean, three years ago, I, I, I said, I, I prayed this prayer and I said, God, um, you know, we have, uh, we have a building project that we're starting. Uh, we're starting another, another church who, who we're adopting, uh, 20 minutes away. And we've just started a partnership with, uh, with the Ottawa senators, uh, to, to build an outdoor rink. And if you would, if you would just, God, if I would just be happy two out of three of those, whatever you want to do, I'd be happy with that. And, and, uh, and here we are three, three years later. And, uh, not, not only did God come through with two out of three of those, he came with, he, he came through with four out of three of those. And so, uh, the building's going, uh, it's, it's almost completed. We got the rink is getting built, uh, you know, as, as we speak here. That campus got got started in in Winchester, uh, twenty minutes away, and we've just uh, began the process of adopting another church here. And so crazy. Well, let's do, let's get a little bit more specific with that. So, what what does it mean to adopt another church? What's that model look like? Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know what the model looks like for for everybody, but for us, uh, I think our heart has been um, teaming up with other churches. And so to, to build this, this, this brother and sisterhood amongst, uh, other churches, whether they're part of our denomination or not, and journeying with them, um, in almost a mentoring relationship. And so, uh, over the last 10 years, what we have done is taken our, our staff team to other churches and said, Hey, can you give us, you know, a half of your day? Uh, and can we just pick your brains? And, uh, and we, we take a trip and we go visit other churches and we talk to their staff teams and, and, and pick their brains. And, and we've started to see other churches do that with us now. And so um, we, we start kind of partnerships with other churches and they usually maybe go for six months or a year in how we can help them, whatever way we can. We pray with them, we meet with them, we invite them to our church, we go to their church and, um, and see what God does. And uh, if we see kind of some movement in growth and change and, and people coming to Jesus, then that is a win. That's an amazing thing. But, but um, 
but if we don't really see the change that that we thought, um, then then we kind of suggest, hey, you know, would you be interested? And in, is this something that you would consider? Uh, I think I think what is it what it looks like really in particular is is transparency and being uh, open and honest about intentions and uh, and just having real conversations about what God is leading uh, both churches to do uh, in the midst of it and, and not being afraid to say no or to say yes. You know, one of the words that comes to mind, especially from a church that maybe is in a spot where they're saying, we're really open to some help, we're open to to learning, we think we've got a couple of things that we do well as well, and we'd love to be coached up in that. But the word that, you know, from a, a fearful point of view that comes to mind is is takeover. Uh, you know, nobody wants to be taken over, right? They don't. They don't want to have values imposed from the outside that that just don't fit them, or they don't don't feel part of their DNA. And what you're describing to me now says that uh, you're you're the goal is to come alongside and to have some uh, camaraderie, some friendship. You use the word partnership, right? So so some mutual mutual benefit. Uh, whenever you do adopt a church. How do you help to foster some of what God had already been doing in that church that God hadn't just forgotten about it, right? But mm-hmm. how do you foster what was already there, even while you're introducing some of the values that you think are are important and part of your own DNA as a church? Yeah, and I, and I think I think part of that is is the first step. I mean, the the process with this most recent recent adoption, um, it started about two years ago, and so. Um, sitting down with the with the pastor at the time and uh and and saying you know how can we help what can we do with you know we want to see people come to jesus we know that that's what you want as well and and to grow people and and uh, and to disciple them and so um what what can we do together in this and how can we help and whatever we have is yours and um and so that that is our honest heart uh, whether it, it's a project from our church or another church it's it's we're all on the mm-hmm. same team here together and I think that's that's important to understand that no matter what, it's it, it's a win if people are coming to Jesus. And um, and so uh, I think just the pursuit of that um, and understanding that that is our heart and that is that is really what we want. There's 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 no ulterior motives. And uh, and so you know if 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 one thing doesn't work, then we're just going to try something else. And and so um, what are what is each party willing to to risk? And uh, what is each church um, willing to, to kind of lay down uh, in order to pursue what God is calling us to? And those are, those are difficult conversations. They're not quick ones. Uh, they, they take a long time and they take several meetings. Uh, and so meeting with pastor, meeting with board, meeting uh, with the congregation, taking questions, making sure that everyone's on the same team and, and, uh, and on the same page. And, and, and it's only then that you actually bring up the idea of, of closing a church. Hmm. I love what you've described as just having a slow process that allows people to be able to voice concerns or voice questions. And if you are courageous to take those and you're in a spot where the atmosphere can be one that's, that doesn't turn toxic, right? And there's some, there's some control that it takes to, to, there's some risk that you have to take, but there are also some measures you can take to to keep that from happening. What that whenever there's a good atmosphere, you can get some ideas as well, right? There can be some generating ideas, or you can start to see bubble up to the surface some of the the values that maybe you hadn't sensed before that that ultimately end up being uh, widespread. Uh, I love that you've talked about engaging the existing leadership of the church, even while you're introducing leadership of the church that that uh, you are in. Uh, I'd love to for you to talk to us a little bit more about that. What does leadership 
in the adopted church look like, especially from the, the church that's doing the adopting? What's that leadership structure look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I, I, think, I think a lot of um, what we do as a church is, is part of our culture and that people, people would understand that um, this is what we're about, this is what we're doing, this is why we do it, this is what we're willing to risk. Um, are, are growing smaller and larger at the same time. I mean, these are, these are some of the things that, that maybe would define our church. And you really have to be a part of our family uh, as, as the mother church, you know, if we're going to describe it in that way, um, to, to understand what our DNA is and what our culture is. And so um, generally when we, when we hire staff, they, they'll start at uh, the mother church and kind of learn that. And that takes time. It's, it's not a quick thing. And, uh, but what we've wanted to, uh, to, to do strategically moving forward is, is always have a pastor who's ready to go, uh, to, to go start another site or, or campus or whatever we want to call it, uh, adopted church, um, so that they can bring that, that culture and that DNA, uh, to that location. And, um, and so, that, that is part of our goal is that when an opportunity rise, it, you know, c- comes about and a door opens and God provides that, um, that we are not second guessing. We're not questioning. We, we don't have to, you know, say, is it worth it? Is there, is there, you know, whatever, we're just ready. We're, we're ready to go. Yeah. So there's some preparation happening way before you ever start to see these dots come together in, in part of who you're maybe looking to hire. Uh, what are you looking for in that person that you, that you might say, you know, that's a good person to head into in a, an adopted church situation to start to take point leadership. What kind of, what kind of person are you looking for in that, in that role? Yeah, I think, I think a teachable person is mm-hmm. um, part, part of our culture as a staff is, um, that we want to learn. We, we want to be better ourselves. We want to grow closer to God and we don't have it all figured out. And especially myself, I like at the time, what I say is I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm willing to risk and I'm willing to say yes. And I'm willing to step through the door. And, and uh, but I, I need to, I'm, I'm always playing catch up in what I need to learn and, and I want to be a continual learner. And so that's a huge part of it. Someone, someone just has to be willing and have the the willingness to to learn. Uh, it's, no one has this all figured out, and and if there is a better proof of that, is what we're living out in this pandemic. It, mm. Is kind of we we all have to be uh, you know students of what you know God is leading us to do, what other people are doing, and learning from others, and uh, and so that's kind of what we instill in our staff, and that's the kind of person that we want uh, as part of our our team and uh, to lead another site. Uh, this is going off script a little bit, but what you mentioned just uh, uh, brought to mind a great phrase that that I have tried to communicate to others. And I got it from a colleague of mine down here at the university, our football coach, actually, Jordan Langs. And he said, um, uh, successful cultures are exclusive cultures. And by that, he didn't mean who you let in. He meant uh, what kinds of values you let into it. And that if you know who you are, you've got to be radically exclusive in maintaining uh, what that is. And so I hear you talk about that, you know, teachability and having a, a, a learning attitude is just a real necessary value. If you're going to fit into the Southgate church team, then you're going to have to be a learner and, and a person who's, who's able to uh, be taught um, both internally. And then you've even talked about, you know, learning externally, learning from other teams and that I'd love to, I'd love to just ask you this question. How have you handled 
um, and we won't we won't put it specifically for for staff. Maybe this is a staff person. Maybe this is a lay person. You know, a key lay leader. So we'll, we won't have anybody getting fingers pointed at them. But I'd love to hear some of your your thoughts on how have you handled whenever you've needed to address if somebody wasn't teachable and yet they were on your staff. How did you go about kind of bringing them back in, or if it just wasn't going to fit, if it just wasn't going to work out because they didn't have that value? Uh, how did you go about um, you know? Uh, seeing them into a, another role and uh, one that they're that would be a better fit for them. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think I could speak to that in staffing. In that, uh, one of the things when you come on staff at Southgate is that you're willing to do you're willing to do anything. Um, and so, um, for for example, we had to lay off um, our custodian during this time. And, uh, and, and I gave a list of all the things that need to be cleaned. Uh, and each staff member is cleaning part of our facility next week. Um, and they're, they're all, there was no argument. Everyone's willing to do that and, and play their part um, because it's, it's a team-based approach. And um, I think part of a growing church is that uh, you are flexible. You're, you're willing to do something that you, weren't, you never signed up to do. You're willing to, to change and morph and be learned. Uh, be led and, and learn in different ways. And, um, and so during my time, I've, I've done multiple roles and other people have as well on staff. And I think that's an important, um, you know, question and answer in, in adopting a church as well. And um, in one of the conversations that we have, uh, when we answer questions from the current congregation and the people who are part of the, the, the church that's getting adopted is, um, is is this isn't for everybody it, it's not this might not be your thing and that's a that's a hundred percent okay and let me just tell you there's a lot of other great churches that you can be a part of and uh but here here is what we are a part of and um we don't think that we have it all figured out uh, it's not what we're saying but we can't deny what god is doing in our midst and so we can't argue with salvations and baptisms and uh and people growing in their walk and and um, and so that's kind of what we're we're pressing into. We're going to keep pursuing it and and uh, keep keep kind of walking through the doors that that God opens for us. And so, um, but there might be somewhere else that's you know fit for you. And so you're more than welcome to to kind of go there. Whenever you talk about modeling that from the top down, whenever if you have a, a core value like uh, being teachable and and humility and and uh, being servant oriented. Uh, if that's modeled, then it's it's expected that it's going to be enforced, right? Because if you, if it's not modeled from those who have uh, authority and are positions in positions of responsibility, then a person who's not acting in that way, then everybody just comes to expect it, and they'll actually look for ways to kind of skirt the corners and and not live out that value. But when it is modeled, then you do have lot you can have lots of support uh, from multiple levels in the organization because it's expected, right? That's a, it's a core value that people are drawn to. They want to defend it and they want to see it defended as well. Uh, I hear, I hear one of the things I hear, uh, in your, in your answer is also the importance of self-awareness, right? Just knowing like, you know what, this is who we are. We, we are not claiming, we're not claiming it to be, uh, you know, the, uh, a, a pinnacle position or, or, a or a, a position that's that's better than than somebody else. There are other values that might be important and that that thrive. Other organizations are going to thrive with. But this is who we are, and this is who we intend to keep on being. Um, whenever I'm talking and coaching leaders, then I say, whenever you are self-aware like that and you know what your values are, then you can also be aware of where you're able to flex. 
And as a result, you know, you're flexing, you're not just giving into another personality or to another, another system structure, you're knowing how it's how you can flex. Have you ever been in a spot where there's needed to be or has been a bit of flex, or maybe there's even been asked to be flex to see, you know what we see, you know, you've got these, these values here, one, two, three, but we also have this fourth, maybe from a church that you've been partnering with, and they say, we've got this value, how does it fit in? Uh, how have you worked or have you worked at seeing how those can be aligned? Or is it something that you, um, that you don't work at aligning between the organizations and the values that, that they're trying to bring together? Yeah, well, I, I think that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, it, depending on even uh, geographically where churches are located and mm. uh, for, for, for us, we are in a bedroom community and uh, we have a lot of government workers uh, who come to our church and they commute uh, the half hour into Ottawa. Um, but uh, our second uh, location uh, in Winchester is very much rural. It's, it's a farming community. There's uh, a, a dairy processor uh, right in the town and, uh, and it is a different feeling. It's a, it's a different culture and some things work and some things don't. And so um, it's important it, we learned, it took, it took time, but we, we had to kind of learn what that culture was like in the community mm. and not expect it to change for us, um, but, but stepping into what, what was already happening there. And, and so I think outreach um, in, you know, um, evangelism, those, those are the things that are uh, really need to flex it. At least that's what we found. Um, and then uh, the next location that we're going to is in basically it's a, it's a hipster kind of location uh, in Ottawa that is full of young professionals and um, who live in, live in condos. And it's totally different than both of our current locations. And so uh, again, we're just asking the question, what does that look like? How, how do we minister there? What can we learn from the people who are already on the ground there? And, um, we're not expecting them to change the culture that they live in. Um, and so we, we need to kind of bend and flex to hear what they're saying and, wow. and how we can reach people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a few things. I'm hearing uh, willingness to take a risk, step through the open door, prepare that, that God is going to open a door. And then this sense of, of listening and, and humility and, and being uh, really oriented toward learning and 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 growing and that and a lot of those put together can be really uncomfortable you know <laughs> to, to risk to prepare without knowing what door is going to open but anticipating a door is going to open so there's optimism and preparation but also risk and then the sense of of uh you know flexibility let's let's put that last one kind of as flexibility as you're trying to learn and go in the direction of the of the people that you're you're trying to serve uh is there any other word that, that maybe sticks out to say, you know, this is, this is one of the words that I would say captures a theme that has gone into our work to adopt another church um, through these last number of years that you've been doing this work. Is there another word that maybe comes to mind? Um, I think, I, I don't know, it probably goes hand in hand, but just trust. Um, mm. It's, it's not, it's trust, it's trust in, in, in obviously God and what, how he's worked in the past and what we believe that he's going to do. It's, it's trust in, who he's called me to be and, and us to be. And it's, and it's trust that people are, are good. Um, you know, the people genuinely want to see others come to Jesus. Uh, I, I think, I think we would all agree that that is, is foundational. And, uh, and even, 
even though we don't uh, maybe agree on particular issues and maybe the, 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 the strategy that we use or, or whatever, um, I think those are the things that we can unite on. And, uh, and so trusting that people are good and that their intentions and that their heart, heart is usually right, and, uh, but they just might see things in a different perspective. And that's where conversations uh, you know, happen and, and great things uh, take place. And so I think, yeah, I think trust would be that word. Joining us today has been uh, Reverend Ben Last. Uh, pastor Ben is the lead pastor at Southgate Church, just outside Ottawa, Ontario. And we've been talking about uh, adopting other churches in the different ways. And it seems that each way is, is a unique way of going about doing that in order to give full uh, honor and recognition of what God has already done and is continuing to do in a community. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Pastor Ben, for taking the time and sharing some of your story and experience with us. Hey, thank you so much. I'm just like, it, it's amazing to talk and, and uh, even to reflect on my time uh, at Indiana Wesleyan and, and uh, just love those, those years and learn so much through it. And so, uh, yeah, what a joy to be a part of this. Thank you listeners for tuning in. You make these conversations possible. Give me a chance. I hope to introduce you to interesting people, people that I've learned from and I continue to learn from like Pastor Ben. Thank you, Cam, for your production work. I certainly appreciate uh, being a teammate, a partner with you in this endeavor. So thanks, Pastor Ben. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, listeners. Trust you all. We'll have a great day. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name Wesley Seminary.